Welcome to the Business of Race podcast, where we discuss issues of race and racism, the impact they have on businesses, and what employers can do to effectively address these issues. I'm your host, Regina Newkirk-Rucci. And today I have the pleasure, the delight, and the deep joy of having Lori Smith, who is the Chief Human Resources Officer for Community First Credit Union, in the conference room today. Welcome, Lori. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I think uh, this is going to be a great discussion, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, But, you know, just we always like to start with a little water cooler conversation and get us ready and rocking. And so I was thinking about the fact that a lot of employers, you know, we're starting to get into um, a little late in the year and wanting to recognize achievements, right? So maybe it's the end of the fiscal year or maybe people are doing outstanding work. Uh, and sometimes employers really struggle with some things to do to recognize employees. So just do you have any thoughts or any ideas about some great ways to recognize incredible employee contributions? It's a great question. And I think the way we do it post-pandemic is a little different. Mm. Previous to pandemic, it was great to present a gift to an employee to walk to their cube or to their office and present them recognition certificate or such. But now that we have hybrid and remote work environments, you can't always do that. Mm -hmm. So what we have learned is that a gift card is always um, valuable because I can use it in the manner that suits me. Mm -hmm. Not that you thought I wanted another insulated water cooler bottle. Right. But this is, I can spend this money the way I want to. Uh, One of the things that we've done recently is we recognized all of our employees and instead of giving them the same gift, we operated with a third party and created a catalog of gifts. Oh, 30 to 50 gifts. You choose what works for you. It could be that water cooler. It could be a yoga mat. It could be some aromatherapy, whatever you like. And it's mailed to your door. Wow. You know, I never really even thought about the pandemic changing employee acknowledgments. That's, uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But that's a really good idea. I like that. Uh, I generally find that the ones that are the most meaningful for me are the ones that are personal. So if I get to choose it, right, right, it's still, like that's going to be be for me. And then um, I like ones, guests where people know who I am. Those are always special. Those are are always great. You know, uh, we did, (laughs) we did, uh, we did the insulated water bottles for our volunteers, some of our volunteers of the year, but they were personalized. And then it had a tagline by something that they did Nice. Very specifically, yeah, right? Because yeah. it's it's an acknowledgement that we see you, you, we value you. Exactly. I can't just give this to somebody else, right? Um, and we thought about it. And I think any gift, because I think lots of times employers focus on price. And generally, that's not what employees focus on. Like, right. okay, does this really mean something? Does it mean anything to me? Does it mean anything to me? Right. And is it really about something that I did? Well, exactly. if you make it about something that I did, that was amazing. 
then that's meaningful to me, right? If I get the chance to personalize it and I get to choose what's right for me, then that's meaningful to me. And so I really like the catalog idea. Just you get to choose, almost choose your own adventure through uh, employee gifts. It's really resonated with our team. Mm -hmm. And then again, that also, um, that that allows you to meet the wide variety because you have quite a few employees, whereas for instance, we've got a small team, but it's also... um, whether people are working in the office, whether they're at home, exactly. you've got a lot of yes. options on mm-hmm. how you can do that, but still, still not letting the pandemic prevent you from recognizing exactly. employees. Exactly. So, and then not focusing on the price so much either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's wonderful. That's it, okay. I'm all excited now about a <laughs> gift catalog. I'm like, ooh, what could we do? Um, but that, you know, otherwise Kim might might uh, get upset with me if I go too far with that. But uh, that is a fantastic idea. I really like that a lot. So hopefully that'll help somebody as they're thinking about what they so. might do. Um, but it sounds like a, a lot of options. And options, really, I think people really do appreciate options. So that's great. All right. So let's move into... Our agenda topic. And so we have DEI sort of a buzzword for a variety of reasons. But I think that a lot of organizations are recognizing that really diverse teams, teams where people feel included, right? Because the pandemic also brought about the great resignation. You all are not my tribe. I'm out of here. Right. And so as employers are trying to get great people and keep great people, right, um, building environments where people feel a part of it, they feel included, they feel a sense of belonging, and you have the ability to have, uh, have that appeal for a diverse employee base is really important. However, the task of building one can be daunting right that yes. it's 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 been built up to be this humongous thing and oh my gosh if we don't do it right if we don't we're gonna make some people mad are we gonna are we gonna say this is this gonna make us look bad is this gonna um say that we have some sort of problem and that people think that you know we've got these race or uh, gender or um, sexual identity issues and, and, and we don't want anybody to think it, and it kind of becomes this big hill of worry. When I think it's really about making sure that the most people have the most opportunities to really allow your organization to succeed. If you think about it in those terms and you start talking about building a DEI culture, right? What would you say for Joe Smith, CEO? What would you say really is you want to think about how you want to start? Like, where do I start? I, it's, I, I don't know what to do. I, it's important. I, I see the value in it. I, I read the reports that say that it's, it's profitable, what what do I need to do? The only thing I the only way I think it can work is that you start at the very highest level of leadership in your organization. Um, people often look to mimic uh, or adopt what their leaders adopt. And if your 
leaders are not bought in, it can't succeed. Mm -hmm. And so my advice would be, and this is what we did, we started at the very top with all of our senior executive team, and we came together and talked about it um, and made the decision that while it's something that we felt like we were doing well, um, after some serious conversation, we felt the need to take a deeper dive and maybe put more meat on the bones. And we agreed that it was collectively our responsibility. And while I'm responsible for it under the HR function, it is something that we are all responsible for across the organization. I think so you have to start at the very top and you have to lead by example. Okay, so starting with mindset, really. That, yes. That's what it sounds like, yes, right? And absolutely. If if everyone at the highest levels of leadership where the where the the chain reporting chain goes if they aren't on board it's not going to be successful and i think that's something that really does start with the conversation and also really like making the business case for i i you know we we talk about this all the time everybody wants to just say oh well it's great and it's wonderful and you should do it and there's it's a great moral thing to do and have all these altruistic reasons for doing dei which Granted, those are valid, but there are legitimate profitability, productivity numbers that back up the business That's case supported. of why you do it as well. That's supported. And yeah. as you think about that mindset, um, even at the highest levels, a lot of that means that you have to educate or re-educate uh, to help the leaders understand and articulate what DEI really is. DEI is not a word. It's an acronym with different elements, and you need to have each one of them to create synergy. Mm -hmm. So we started with um, some education around what is DEI. We partnered with an external consultant, DEI consultant, and they came in and spent time with our senior level leaders. Uh, from there, we drilled down to the next level, across the leadership the entire organization, and then rolled out to the employees. Okay, so that also sounds like a little bit of time, right? Absolutely. You didn't just, like, this is going to be our DEI week, and boom, it's there. And that's the other thing, I think, Regina. So a lot of organizations, and, and I think you'll recall the very unfortunate situation with the death of Mr. George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Following that, it was during the pandemic, we were, you know, not in the best place you know, a lot of us mentally, and then to experience that. I think it caused a lot of organizations, ours included, to really stop and give pause to, are we doing this good enough? Mm -hmm. And various organizations then jumped to, we're going to do this. We're going to hire a chief diversity officer. We're going to uh, create this. We're going to make this happen. And after about six to eight months, some of those same organizations, if you ask them where are they on their DEI journey, what kind of impact or outcomes they've had, they're not able to tell you. Mm -hmm. And so we were very deliberate in saying that this is something that we will make a part of the way we work, mm -hmm. the way we operate, integrated into our policies and our procedures, not only for our employees, but for our members who are our customers and the community. And to your point, it's not a sprint. Mm -hmm. It's a marathon mm -hmm. and you you have to take your time. You can't get the cart before the horse. Some of the earlier conversations that we had about it, um, you know, some of my peers were saying, let you know, let's we got to create goals and, and metrics. We, we need metrics. When are we going to have metrics, Lori? Well, you have to do things in order to measure them. Mm 
And so we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. And so understand that we have to be deliberate about it. And we need to get our employees involved as well, Mm -hmm. not just give them what we think they need, but go to them, ask them. And really for us having the understanding that if this is something that we'll do in perpetuity, we need to be thoughtful and we need to be very deliberate about it. So there there were so many things, so many good things there. Um, And I want to make sure that I touch on all of them because you said uh, a lot. And I think they're they're all really important. Number one, and I can't emphasize this enough, is DEI cannot be a separate island over here in the corner that you pull out once a year and it be effective. Right. It really does need to be infused throughout the business because it shows up everywhere, right? You've got employees everywhere. Correct. Everywhere there are people. Members everywhere. Customers everywhere. Everywhere, right? And so, and if you you all are dealing um, with the general population in the broadest sense of the word, right? You've got to appeal to a number of people you have to understand the issues for for members and being able to relate to them and wanting them to relate to you and being able to build those trusting relationships so that they want to put their money with you and keep services with you Correct. and engage with you for their financial needs that is the core of your business exactly and that's where this really has to be and so i think just that even that mindset we sort of talk about building a dei culture the fact that it really does have to be infused in everything right and it takes time mm-hmm. I, I just can't emphasize that enough and diversity is a fact it is everywhere whether we recognize it or not and those who know and understand that and integrate it into their business are going to be more creative, more innovative, more competitive. And we really, about a year into this journey, uh, continued to talk about it. Um, and my message again and again was very similar to yours. It's not something that we can tag on to HR or development. It has to be a standalone imperative all its own, much like we have strategic goals for growth mm-hmm. and um, financial you know, gains and assets and deposit, things of that nature. We need a strategic goal around DEI. For every other strategic goal that you have, we've got people, we've got bodies, we've got energy around it, and we focus on it all of the time. Mm-hmm. In order for this to work, we need to make DEI its own strategic initiative. And we, we need to focus again collectively all the time someone needs to work towards this this needs to be their responsibility to keep us as leaders and employees engaged aware educated Mm -hmm. to make sure that it is permeated throughout the organization so we the business case builds itself Mm -hmm. like you said statistic after statistic shows you that those organizations who embrace dei are more competitive in terms of not only attracting and retaining candidates look for companies mm-hmm. who not only walk the walk, but talk the talk. Right. And you keep those employees. And with those employees, you are able to service an entire community and all the diversity they're in. So we made it a strategic initiative. And then following that, 
again, well into our journey. We didn't do this month one or month two. We just recently hired a DEI director, Mm -hmm. um, someone who is accredited and who is trained professionally in this area to lead this work for our organization. And so that's the other piece that I want to talk about is sort of the time and accountability because I like that. I think we, we, we love data over here at 90 forward. Uh, Tell stories. I'm one of those. Well, I'm also one of those people like, okay, what's, what's the goal? What are the metrics? What are we doing? The numbers tell stories. The numbers tell stories. Absolutely. And I think we also harp on it because so many people don't put numbers or measures or any kind of accountability with the work that they're doing. Right. But I have a deep appreciation for the fact that you're saying, hey, we are looking at doing this throughout the organization. Yes. So we can't just walk in and be like, this is DAI goal one, this is DAI goal two, and this is DAI goal three, and we're going to be done. Right. Um, but at the same time, as we are building these goals, what makes sense for us, what's going to support our business, what is going to undergird the values and the mission um, of the company. Correct. We are building those things in a way that A, our employees and our members are engaged in this and we're hearing from them and they're feeding into that. Yes. Um, as well as it makes sense, right? Because we want to have a holistic uh, approach to this that is going to really support who we are as an organization. Right. And I think that's important because lots of times, so even like you said, George Floyd's um, George Floyd's murder was a big impetus for a lot of companies to say, wait a minute, we need to do more or we need to do something. And sometimes that kind of impetus can make people want to react immediately. So how do you how do you manage that aspect? Because I I would imagine you've got the folks who are like, I want this done. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What was what's happening? What's you know, we got to know right now. And then you've also got the people who because it isn't happening you haven't put this list in front of me like okay maybe it's a big deal maybe it's not we'll see yeah you know so how do you manage employees sort of in the spectrum i'll say the spectrum of patience yes (laughs) to still continue to get everybody on board and moving toward this goal that we're slowly getting to but with time will give us a really effective one that's going to work, as you said, in perpetuity. Yes. And, and that um, that is the true test, how you can accomplish that and keep everyone engaged and make sure that it is it's it's being communicated. Um, it's not an afterthought um, that it is being shared across the organization and really just trying to help under, everyone understand this is not something that can happen overnight. You cannot say that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so communicating with our employees, communicating with our leaders, using our DEI newsletter, um, you know, those are some of the ways, um, just employee blast, getting the information out there, going into meetings, uh, the training, just keeping things going, making sure that we don't have too many gaps before something else is presented. Mm-hmm. And so to that end, um, 
I was leading the effort. However, I'm responsible for uh, all of the facets of HR, organizational development, and DEI. And so that is a lot to manage. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had a, a candid conversation with, with my CEO and said, you know, this is something that I'm passionate about. And it has to be something that we give attention to 24-7. It has to be something that someone is responsible to and for. And made the case to bring someone on board, to bring someone who is trained in, you know, in this work, to really help us and lead us and guide us. Well, and I think that's another piece, right? Because depending on the organization, you all are, um, you know, a rather sizable one. Um Maybe some smaller organizations don't have the dollars to have a dedicated staff member, mm-hmm. but I do think it is critically important that you have dollars allocated to it, right? Because, you know, the, the old adage of I can tell what's important to you by opening your checkbook, right? Exactly. And so I think that as employers are looking at building a DEI culture, you've also really got to have a DEI budget. Exactly. And it has been built into our budget. Um, It wasn't before, but when it became a strategic initiative, we had set aside some just, you know, preliminary funds with our engagement, but it has its own separate budget now for training, for sponsorships, for community events. Um, Another one of the ways that we we tried to keep it out there is through our DEI council, which is uh, a volunteer group of employees who are passionate about this work, and they volunteer to serve on this council. And so they help us in, in getting the word out. And when we uh, decided that we wanted to make it, you know, uh, really a part of our fabric, a part of our DNA, you know, we pulled them together and said, let's talk. We want your ideas. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. And getting employees, letting them have a voice in it creates buy-in like you wouldn't believe. And they can be spokespersons. I don't have to be all over the place. The DEI doesn't have to be everywhere. When you've got ambassadors who can be out there and spreading the message for you, um, and then when they can see their ideas come to life, it speaks volumes. And so um, one of the things that we thought early on is in making this journey, starting this journey, We needed to do an organizational assessment. Where are we as it relates to DEI? We as leaders think it's very important. What do our employees think? How are they feeling about it? And so we made it a part of our employee engagement survey. Mm -hmm. We added it as a benchmark to our employee engagement survey and got great feedback. Employees told us again and again, we want education. We want education. We want training. We want training, you know. Please make real impact. You know, don't give up on this. Stay with this. And that, you know, when you are doing this work and you hear that, it gives you energy. It creates excitement. And so we're like, you know what? We're moving in the right direction because people want this and need this. Okay. So you have to quit giving me so much (laughs) to talk about because, again, there was so much there. Um, I'm going to pull it apart piece by piece. I'm going to actually take the the last thing you said first is that you did an organizational assessment. And I think one of the things that's really important in that, if you're going to be talking about a building a DEI culture is a, you need to know where you are and B don't assume it. Exactly. Right. Um, Because I'm sure that maybe a lot of what you learned was expected, but I'm sure there were a couple of surprises on there as well. Right. And so that's a really great way to get that information and then be able to tailor what you're doing to what your employees say they need. 
we got their input and we used it and they see it. And like you said, you know, you, you, you ask for their input, you're going to get what you're looking for, mm -hmm. good, bad, and indifferent, but you need all of that because that's the beauty of diversity. Right. That's the beauty of diversity, different thoughts, opinions, perspectives, um, you know, experiences, behaviors, all of that, you, you know, you, you can capitalize on it to leverage strengths from the, the various ways that we're different. And one of the things that I think a lot of organizations gravitate to when we say DEI, a lot of organizations gravitate towards race, mm -hmm. the racial demographic. And we early on decided, you know what, we want to be about celebrating and recognizing those differences and capitalizing on that and being more focused on inclusion mm -hmm. than, you know, because if you focus on inclusion, You'll get everything else. Right. You'll get all the other things will will, will come in there. Right. And I think, uh, again, sort of and to me, and we were talking about this um, in a previous episode, is that lots of times DEI can feel punitive, especially if it's diversity and it's numbers and we've got to meet this or it feels very sort of checkmark quota ish. Right. Correct. But if you're taking DEI, we we value diversity yes. because we want those different voices at the table. But we want to create an environment where all of our employees can be themselves and thrive. Yes. You bring your best self to work. Yes. You can contribute the most and you can help us reach our goals. That feels far more celebratory and something I want to be a part of. Yes. Right. Than the checklist of, oh. Did I actually do this? Wow. And I think, um, you know, that's a really important part of it as well. Um, something else that you said, though, because I think it probably would shock people. You got employees to volunteer to serve on a DEI committee. Because I think a lot of people feel like DEI is going to be oh, the eyes rolling and the, oh, we have to do this uh, kind of risk. But obviously that's not the case. If you've got employees who said, hey, we will happily tell you what we think. We will happily go out and share the things that are doing um, that you all are doing um, to do that well to have volunteers, to have employees who will willingly give you their information, their feedback, as well as be the ambassadors for your initiatives. What would you say was really critical to making that happen? What's What do you have to do to be successful in that space? I think you have to really show your employees that it is something that is important to the organization, mm -hmm. again, at the very highest levels. And speak to the reasons why, you know, a lot of times we, we make decisions and we communicate decisions. And the one thing that we fail to tell them is why. Mm -hmm. And if you communicate the why, uh, then I know where I'm going. I, I, I know what my purpose is. So I think at the very highest l levels, getting that buy in, um, making sure that this is something that our employees know that this is something that we want to be about as an organization. Um and leaders, getting leaders bought in so that when employees raise their hands and say, yeah, I want to be a part of this, give them the time, make sure that they have the time to commit to the council so that they're not choosing or they don't feel like I'm not going to be able to go because I've got this. 
I, I can't go because I need to do this. Um, so I think, again, but that gets back to the collective responsibility. Mm-hmm. We're all in this together. Right. And so. And starting from the top. And starting from the top. Right. Yes. Um, and I think something else that you had mentioned earlier, too, is the fact that employees respond positively when oh, you actually listen to what I said. You ask them. Just ask. Right. Okay. You you asked and you heard it and, hey, you actually yes. did something. So I think also if you get employees, like, be ready to respond. Exactly. Because if they tell you. Then you need to do something. You need to do something. And so our employees told us, we want training. We want training. We have rolled out education across the entire organization. Again, started with the leaders. We're doing that with our employees. We're doing it virtually. We're having virtual sessions. We're doing on-site sessions. So we want to support those who are, you know, on-site. We want to support support those who work remotely. And if you want to come in to the session to do it face-to-face, you have that option as well. And, you know, I, I go back to the survey and one of the quotes that I remember that stood out to me was, Please make meaningful impact, meaning do what you say you're going to do. Don't just let it be a flavor of the month. Mm -hmm. And so following that, you know, we made it a strategic, you know, initiative. Um, You know, we we move forward with the training across the organization. You know, we worked with an external consultant. We've now hired a full time. We've not had that before. This is a first. So we ask you. You gave us your opinion. And here's what we're doing because we heard you. Right. Because we heard you. And that, and you know, again, as you talk about building an inclusive environment. Yes. I feel included when I'm heard. Right? Exactly. Yes. And so that's just, that is, not only are you getting this great wisdom, but I am far more likely to stay, be productive, engaged, and happy in an environment where I feel like my voice is heard and valued. Where my voice is heard and valued and I feel like I belong there. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I people want me here. This is my organization. Right. It's not just a place I come to clock in and out. I work here. This is my company. And again, that's sort of that ownership, right? Because, I, you know, I, I, I don't go to my neighbor's house and clean it. Right. Right. You take care of what's important to you. You take care of what's important to you. And this yes. is mine. And, and it it is a value to me. Right. It belongs to me. Right. And so therefore I'm invested in it. Yes. And I think you get that with a really successful DEI program and or DEI culture. Yes. And that ultimately is really what you're working for. Yes. And you know, it's, it, it doesn't stop. There is no finish line. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the way we live because unfortunately there will be, and there have been other Situation similar to the loss of Mr. Floyd. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to find ourselves in a a situation where we we're saying, okay, what do we do now? What do we do now? Right. This is the space we live in. Right. This is the space we live in. And, you know, a few weeks back when we had the uh, very tragic, um, you know, events here in Jacksonville where we lost uh, members of our community, you know, we made a statement to our employees And we made a statement on our website Mm -hmm. so that not only our employees, but our members know that we stand in solidarity with this community and we don't condone what has happened here. Mm -hmm. And we can get through this together in unity. Again, the inclusion piece. Right. Right. And again, that's the focus, right? That's who we are. That's who we are. And that comes from that infusion in. Exactly. And I think that's key. And, you know, to, to make that statement. Again, you're showing your employees, 
your members, the community. No one told us to do this. No one asked us to do this. Mm -hmm. We did this because we think it's the right thing to do. This mm -hmm. is our community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think, really what's going to drive it at all. Yes. Yes. All right. So as we start to wrap this up, um, I always like to give sort of the one big takeaway, right? Uh, so for anybody who's listening, like, yeah, hey, I heard you, but what's the one thing, if I'm really going to look at building a DEI culture in my organization, what's the one thing you would tell them? Really make sure you focus on this. Slow and steady. Mm. Slow and steady. Learn, learn, um, educate, research. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm -hmm. It wasn't built in a day. Find people who are doing this work. If you can't afford an external consultant, we are all members of organizations, professional organizations. You exchange business cards all the time. Find somebody who is doing this in their organization. Mm -hmm. Borrow their ideas. So you don't have to start from scratch. Ask them, what mistakes did you make? So that we don't walk through those, those same landmines. And commit. 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 Well, okay. See, I feel like I shouldn't even give one. That's the whole summary <laughs> right there. But I, I think I would I would say what you said initially, and that is that you have to start at the top. Absolutely. Right? Yes, yes. Um, because if I'm in the middle and uh, folks uh, who are running the show are not doing this, it won't be infused, yes. which in order for it to be successful and to have the outcomes that are going to be beneficial for the organization, it has to be infused. Yes. And that's really yes. going to come with buy-in at the highest levels yes. and then working that. And then down. staying with it. You get the buy-in at the onset. Don't rush to it. Don't rush into it. Mm -hmm. You know, don't feel like you have to make a splash. And that's where the slow and steady, yes. the slow and steady, stay with it. Continue the slow and steady drip of information, communication, activities, education. Yeah, and, that, and then, yeah, that's consistency too, right? Consist that's, exactly. That is, uh, I think, what's going to let people know, hey, they actually mean this. Exactly. And that, that is what people are looking for. All right. Well, Lori, it has been such a pleasure to have you in the conference room today. You have been just a gem of wisdom and a lot of really great information uh, you have shared with people today. And I just can't thank you enough. So thank you so much. I do hope that you will come back and visit us. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed spending time with you and would love to come back. Wonderful. So thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today. Please click that like and subscribe button. When you do that, that helps us get our message out to more people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next week in the conference room. Take care.